Some men hunt for sport, others hunt for food. The only thing I'm hunting for is an outfit that looks good. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I'm Mitch. Today we're here to review... T- you sounded very miserable then. I was trying to... Well, I was laughing at something else and I was trying to not laugh as I said, I am Mitch. So I probably went too far the other way. The no. reason... I didn't want to laugh because I didn't want it to be like, well, what's the joke? What's, you, what's, Mitch, what's Mitch laughing at that we don't know about? You, this is what you sound like. Oh, Mitch. Yeah, okay, so I overcorrected. I, I apologize. I don't want to be, but I'm here. I do want to be here. <laughs> I just didn't want people to feel like they're missing out. And what? ironically, now it's now it's worse. What are we here to review? Two thousand and one Greyhounds. Yes, an episode that sees Santa's little helper mate with she's the fastest mm-hmm. and give, she gives birth to twenty five puppies. Turns out he was pretty quick himself. Yes, and they get stolen by Mister Burns, and he wants to turn them into a vest. See my vests. Fantastic song. One mm-hmm. of my favorite Simpson songs of all time. Mm-hmm. One of everyone's. This this story. I really I forgot how dark it was, but they did a great job at making it not seem so dark. He was legitimately well, going to, to shoot puppies. Yeah, like he's holding a nine millimeter to the yeah, head. Yeah, he's going to kill puppies. Yeah, you would have thought you'd go a sawn-off shotgun. That way, you can you know get more done with one. Like with just purely in terms of, I mean, just purely in terms of efficiency. Pallets everywhere. Two, three trigger pulls, and you're done. I can never do that. You though. can get that. Not to a little puppy. They're get so adorable. Out, get out the sewing needles. But what did you think <laughs> of the episode, to... though? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I do. I, I really, really like this episode. Yeah, it is funny. But what did you think of the, the staff? Do you think they did a good job of making it seem not so terrible? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it's in any way too heavy. It, it never comes across as being too uh, heavy. Not until you see the gun. When you see the gun, you're like, oh, he's going to shoot them. Yeah, but them. you never believe that that's actually going to happen. No, of course point. you know. Cause and you, you is that because it's a cartoon, do you think? I or just you, know, you just know the Simpsons yeah. aren't going to go down that yeah. route. Yeah, 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 of course. So you've got that kind of um, safety net as an audience of knowing what they will and won't do. Um, Have you ever owned a pet that's had a litter of puppies? No. Yeah, neither. I've never actually experienced having that many well, puppies Well, once, but it was a horse and no one could figure out how. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But I think it's also a very uh, relatable episode for my animal father, lovers. Sorry, my father-in-law did just have a litter of, of well, his dog. His dog did, yeah. His dog just had a litter of puppies. So that's the first time I've ever been around like, you know, d- days old puppies. Yep, yep. Holy shit, is that a lot? Of, is that just a bundle of happiness? Oh, it, it just can't be sad. It's just, I yeah. want to just cuddle everything. Yeah. I mean, at that age, they're not even doing anything. Their eyes are closed. They kind of look more like rats than anything else. Mm. They've, you know, they've barely got hair. They've got puppy smell though. But... Oh, yeah. So, like, I held, you know, a bunch of those and then got home to my dogs and they <laughs> they came at me like a basset hound in an airport on a drug dealer. The girl would have been more crazy, wouldn't she? Uh, Indy. Actually, no, Murphy was the one for whatever really? reason that was, yeah, much more in my face about what's this smell? Who have you been with? What's going on? <laughs> You're cheating on me. What was your favourite moment from the episode besides seeing my vest, which was fantastic? Um, I think overall... There are, I mean, soft soft spot for the puppy formerly known as Prince, but mm. I think it's the reveal of the like the animation going on of you think Santa Santa's little helper is running alongside winning, her, yeah. catching up, and then the camera um, pull back to show that he's actually on top of her. That's a great visual joke. Yeah, that yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten about that happening. 
uh, I actually like how adult they went in the humor in the first act in particular. Yeah. Like they, um, you know, they, they didn't hold back on the fact that these two dogs were getting humpy pumpy as often as they possibly could. Homer literally says he missed casual sex. Yeah. It couldn't be any more blatant than that. We realized, or we found out just before we recorded this, that there was actually an animatic where they originally wanted to see the According dogs. to the Wikipedia anyway. Yes, actually going, well, it's on the season six DVD, the anim- the animatic of it. The, you just see Santa's little helper going for it, full, you just see the whole lot. And the Fox sensors weren't happy with this and made them focus just purely on the shoulders. I think f- this is one of the like, few times where Fox's censorship actually was beneficial for the show. I think it improves. I think it's funnier. It improves the joke. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, exactly. When you... Um, it's one of those ones that's best left to the imagination. Yeah, <laughs> definitely well, right. Or or not, like maybe you could keep it out of your imagination, <laughs> but you know, it's it's what's not revealed that's yeah. sometimes the sexiest. New name for the episode. What do you got this week, Mitch? I have. Uh, what do I have? Um, as much as this has almost nothing to like, the punchline to this title has nothing to do with the episode. I couldn't help myself, but Lady in the Tramp Bumpoline. That's cool. <laughs> uh, and I also have Dog Day, Rory Calhoun. Yeah, cool. I've got Burns and Pooches and Burns' Stolen Investment. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see what you've done. Nothing to do with dogs. No. But doesn't have to. Burns and Pooches. Turner and Hooch. Ah, okay. Yep. I try to get a word. I try to get Burns to rhyme with Turner. I'm like, can't. Doesn't Not quite burner. work. Nah, it <laughs> doesn't quite work. But uh, trivia for this week, Mitch, I'll kick it off. What did the uh, Santa's Little Helper bury in the backyard that they found the next morning? What did he dig up, sorry? Uh, there was an album of um, The Streak. Best of Ray Stevens. Some bongos. Mm-hmm. And what was Bart's? Nah, don't remember this. He's strobe light. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, what was Kent Brockman trying to sell on the cable shopping channel? Well, it was Kent's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he was selling. Instant macaroni. Instant macaroni. Okay. <laughs> Not directly selling. I mean, obviously, it's a, but every one of those cooking segments is about go and buy this. That's the so. kind of show they should make on YouTube. Just two minutes, Kent's Kitchen. Mm. I'd watch it. Well, they did that with... <laughs> Um, was it Skit House, the Australian sketch comedy show that had Christopher Skit Walken's House. Man, kitchen? Man, that's taking me back. Yeah. Wow. It was one of those that had, it, it, it wasn't the sketch, I think it was Skit House, but yeah, they had Christopher Walken cooking with Chris. Or yeah, yeah, like that'd that. be great. I'd watch it. Uh, well, I've got, next, next question is, what was Wigan watching? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, what are the three items that the uh, dog mind reader suggests that Santa's little helper desperately needs. Mm, imported leather leash. Yes. 200 volt shock training. Uh, yeah, like a collar. Yep. <sighs> Shit, there's three, isn't there? Um, contact lenses. Blue contact lenses. Blue contact lenses, yeah. of course. <laughs> what every puppy wants. Uh, I've got, what is the tagline of the pet store? So Springfield mm. Pet Store, what? Don't know. All our pets are flushable. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, everything's flushable if you have a big enough toilet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Depends where you go to the toilet. Exactly. I mean, just go over to the Ganges where you do your business <laughs> in the river. <laughs> Drop whatever you want there. Or you in the gutter. <laughs> or <Get> a drain. <laughs> well, I mean, there's still only so much you can fit into a drain. <laughs> as I learned the hard way. <laughs> um, um, uh, what number dog does Homer bet on at the races? Uh, well, it's not number two or number three. Oh, is it eight? Yes, it is oh, number eight. eight. Yep. Finally, my final question is, what late night TV personalities, there's four of them, mm-hmm. four of them are the pups named after? So there's four pups oh. named after TV personalities, late night TV yeah, personalities. Yeah, like they sort of flash past them on the on the bowls, don't they? Yes. Um, are they just fr- first names? Yes. 
Okay, so is there a J? Yes. Is there a Dave? Mm-hmm. David. Is there a Johnny? No. Ooh. Um, surely not a Conan. Nope. Okay. Um, Notice I didn't say the, I didn't say hosts. What's the name of the girl that does the one nine hundred numbers <laughs> that comes on late at no. night? Okay. <laughs> uh, no. Hot dog. Hot dogs. No. Who are the other two? Uh, Paul. Paul Shaver. Oh yeah, right. And Brandon Marcellus. Brandon. What's Brandon Marcellus? Apparently he's a. T- uh, I don't know. Should we Wikipedia him? I don't know. I feel like that might be a. A despairing and and depressing thing for both Branford us. Branford Marcel, I should say. Oh, he's it'll be upsetting for both us and Branford. <laughs> he's a jazz musician. There's a light going off somewhere in Branford's house right now. The Wikipedia alert. <laughs> Someone's speaking about me. <laughs> of course, it's celebration. But yes, so Mitch, a few facts about the episode before we get into the full review. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Jean and Mike Reese came up with the idea for this episode when they watched 101 Dalmatians together. Like they were just, yes. they went out. I hope so. Let's watch 101 Dalmatians. One of their midnight screenings. What are you doing screenings? this weekend? I've got, yeah, like there's a midnight <laughs> screening down at the TIV. <laughs> going to be showing some Disney classics. David Merkin made a joke. I think it was on a commentary that all their later ideas when they were together writing came from Disney films because they, then they did Simpsons, Simpson Califragilistic, XBL and Duchess, yep. whatever it is. Yep. Annoyed Grunches, is that what it is? Yeah, the, well, yeah, the Sherry yeah. Bobbins episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Matt Groening was very happy with this episode because he felt like it was a throwback to Simpsons roasting on an open fire, going back to the dog track. Yeah, okay. that's where the dog. They thought he was going back to where he came from, but really he was just on. Have you noticed how often Matt Groening's contri- contribution to the episodes is very it, minimal? It, well, it's just a <laughs> comment on what he thought of it. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, I liked it. No, I didn't like it. That's well, as far as he goes. Well, I think it's a case of everyone comes up with the ideas and he has to okay it. That's mm. his contribution. So, unless he says okay, it doesn't happen. Yeah. What a life. And he, the, the other reason he liked it is because apparently 101 Dalmatians was one of the films he loved as a kid that got him into animation, made him, inspired him, made him want to be an animator. Yeah, right. I do love the way they draw the dogs in 101 Dalmatians. Like, they all are very believable. Yeah. And well, he actually, lo- in general, anim- animators are brilliant at getting you to care about drawn animals. From, yeah, true. I mean, you look through some of the, the greats of all time, but you've got Bambi, you've got the the Bianca and Bernard from The Great Rescuers. Sorry, is, the, is it oh, The Great the, Rescuers? The, the mice. Just The Rescuers. The Rescuers, yeah. yeah, yeah the Rescuers yeah, yeah. and The Rescuers Down Under. Um, it, it carried through to Finding Nemo and Pixar and all that sort of stuff. Like, I, you, I think it's just animals. animals people just have a connection with animals. But I think animals are easier than humans. because you, To get emotionally I, attached to. You could name more iconic animated moments to do with animals than you could with people. Well, if Burns was going to kill 20 children, I don't think I would have been as, as upset as the fact that he's killing, <laughs> killing 20 puppies. <laughs> well, how fast can those children run? Yeah, I know, right? A <laughs> couple of other things we need to plug, Mitch, before we get into the review. Where should people get their ribs from? Their delicious barbecue ribs from when they're in Brisbane? I was going to say, not from Adam. No. stealing harlot. Exactly. Um, you get them exactly from Big Roddy's Rip and Rig Shack. Uh, Rip and Rig Shack. That's <laughs> Rip and Rib Shack. The Rip and Rig Shack is the gym that's attached to Big Roddy's. It's right next door. But yeah. no, Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack. It is the place to be. We've gone through it the last several weeks. Like They've just constantly five-star reviews. People love the food there. Mm-hmm. And Roddy, the guy who runs it, not Henry. We made a mistake, didn't we? Well, I don't know about we. Let's not drag <laughs> me into this. You're the one reading the script. <laughs> 
<laughs> we got contacted by Henry, who does all the marketing for the venue. But Roddy is the man that you will see if you go to Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack. Yeah. Ask for Roddy. He is the huge Simpsons fan who has Simpsons references. I mean, that makes sense. Inside. It it's does. It's right in the it title. It confused me. Yeah. <laughs> Why I kept saying Henry. Why is it not called Big Henry's? Exactly. But uh, Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack, make sure you check him out. BigRoddy'sRibs.com and you will save 10% off of your build, which includes alcohol, which is incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. By doing what, Mitch? By mentioning the code word, it's a secret. Say it like that. You might even save more. No, we don't say that. You don't save more. No, you don't save more. You save 10%. <laughs> 10% of your food and your alcohol Say bill. it really well. Maybe you get a high five. Maybe, yes. Oh, and you'll know that somewhere there's a light bulb going off in our own house knowing that someone <laughs> quoted the show. Make sure you ask for Roddy. So it's bigroddiesribs.com and they are in Brisbane, Australia. Or just ask for food if you haven't got time for small talk. That's true. There's no, you, like, you don't have to ask for Roddy. <laughs> the client I'm Roddy, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> give me the ribs. one of those. <laughs> um, hi, I'd like uh, five plates of ribs, please. Excuse me, you have to speak to Roddy first. <laughs> the other thing, Mitch, is a book, and it's called The Fictionals in the Book Club Rebellion. And why should people be buying this book, Mitch? Because reading makes you smarter, a better person overall, and it improves your daily hygiene. As written by our friend Preston T. Francis, we've gone over what the book's about, but it's it's just it's got a very Stranger Things meets what aspect to it. It's, got, it's like an eighties meets paper. <laughs> Or Kindle. Or Kindle, yes. yes. You know what it is? Like, you know how you get those great audio books where you can pop them on and you listen to them and that sort of thing? It's like that, but with your eyes. And I think it's a concept that's going to catch on. <laughs> Reading. <laughs> that you actually sit down and you read it from start to finish. It's. Um, I'm sure that the kids are going to adopt this technology. It's going to be pretty cool. But no, so the, the fictional... <laughs> What's it called? The Fictionals. The Fictionals and the Book Club Rebellion the available on all great Rebellion. book websites. Yeah, exactly. So just a quick recap. We have um, major major characters from various Fictionals books. So you, you kind of, if you are a fan of reading, you get your great, um, some of the great villains throughout all time yeah. in, in literary sense. So you Draculas, you werewolves, and, you know, and all those sorts of things. Nerdy trio are getting attacked yeah. by the Fictionals. If you're not a fan of reading but you maybe need to do like five book reports next year for school and they happen to be on the five fictional characters just buy this yeah that'll all, save all you time. Them them to one. read one book instead of five the fictionals in the book club rebellion make sure you get yourself a copy now let's get into the review mitch the original air date was april 9th 1995 did you ever find out whether one was on your birthday yeah we read it last was episode. it was, was it actually on your birthday or was it close to you? Yeah, birthday? no, there was one that was on February 17th, but it was uh, not from 1988, obviously, because yeah, I was later around on. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was an episode that I haven't seen. It was from a late oh, season. Oh, it was the Millhouse one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that. true. The chalkboard gag, the good humor man can only be pushed so far. Now, do you know who the good humor man is? He's like the ice cream man. He's like the ice cream man. So he just a, goes around the neighborhood like, dishing out good humor. He's our version of Mr. Whippy. No, he's, he's, he's an ice cream man. Oh, he's just called the good yeah, humor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So he's going to be pushed so far. What do you think Bart did? Uh, I reckon he asked for more nuts and more nuts and <laughs> more then nuts. more nuts and then that's too much, too many nuts. Start again. <laughs> <laughs> and the couch gave the family chases after the couch and the back wall as it slides down in an endless hallway. Hmm. The episode kicks off with what, Mitch? Can you remember? Can I just say, actually, before that, that that, yeah. uh, that animation... Animation. That <laughs> animation. This, this, we're using whole words today. That reminds me a lot of both Alice in Wonderland and yeah, okay. Willy Wonka. Oh, okay, I get smaller? The, yeah, they're in the corridor. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Fair enough. Um, the episode kicks off with... Uh, Channel Bar- 6 News. Bar- watching TV. Yeah, cha- that's right. Yeah, so they're doing like that... 
This must... I don't know how long shows in a, in America did this and then, like, Sunrise caught on in Australia. How <laughs> It failed. Yeah, like, popping a window <laughs> in the back so you just see random passers-by and, like, holding signs and that sort of thing. People that clearly did not have a lot to do with their day, but they were like, I'm going to go stand outside a window for an hour and a half. Saw my first boobs on those broadcasts. Really? <laughs> I never saw boobs. The, really? Yeah, no. Girls flash I mean, their I boobs never, all the time. They didn't do it all the time. It, that was one of the reasons why they had to stop doing it. Surely there People was... People were flashing. Surely there was a... Yeah, but, I mean, Koshy doesn't count. <laughs> he was on the... It was his program. <laughs> Continue. Um, but, yeah, like, just a funny joke about that in general. Obviously, reporting on something that's completely oblivious to the news that's actually happening behind him with the two-ton rhino that's, you know, safely back in custody. Everyone gets mowed down. Of course, the three-ton rhino is still alive. I love the animation of the boom. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sense of flying. Did it remind you of Donkey Kong when you get on the rhino and you, like, just... Oh, l- it didn't, but that does now, yeah. Launch the, um, what are they called? Crocs? There's Crocs. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of Jumanji. Oh, yeah, okay. Just the, the rhinos. Yeah. <laughs> I bought Jumanji on Blu-ray this week and I can't wait to watch it. That's pretty great. Does great it movie. have the fold-out board game? Nah, it didn't. Oh, okay. I had a Jumanji board game for a bit when I was a kid. The actual one? Uh, well, well, like well a, I know that... It was a tie-in release. There was yeah. one that... Yeah, I never got to play it though. Was yeah. it a good game? No, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Was it the same as what was in the movie? Apart from getting sucked into a... Yeah, obviously. ...metaphysical... But was it was it, was it just a game about the movie or was it a game the game from no, the movie? No, the game from the movie. That's cool. So you had to play as if what they were playing. Did you just have to have an imagination? I remember being really <laughs> disappointed that the pieces didn't move on their own. Ah, uh, yeah, would. They weren't magnetized. Like magnetized yeah, yeah, as a kid, I was like, ah, you couldn't have, I don't know how it would work, but you couldn't have thrown that in. But no, it was a cool game. I really enjoyed it. What um, is your favorite board game to play? I have many here. We should play some board games. I really want to play Ticket to Ride, actually, because I've heard so many Have you never things. played it? Fuck, that's a great game. I've got different versions of it as um, well. Yeah. I think I told you uh, when I was a kid, there was a game that a friend of mine had that you had to get across a bridge that would shake. So, like, you, you it I can kind of had an Indiana this. Jones kind of vibe. And if you rolled the right, um, basically, you're sort of crawling up towards this big mountain and the mountain was like a cave in the shape of a face. And if you rolled whatever combination, you got to push the head of the mountain down and it would shake the um, yeah, suspension bridge side to side. This. I'm and going to some, look it up whilst you're talking about some it. Some of the bridge panes had a little hook. So if you're on one of those, you could safely sort of secure your character. Uh, but if you weren't, you'd just get tossed down into the river and you had to climb back up and start again. So it's like Temple of Doom. Kind of, yeah. But it wasn't actually like... There was no copyright infringement or anything along those lines. I don't for the life of me remember what it was called. I've tried to find a bit, no. No luck. I'll just type board game suspension bridge. Bridges um, to nowhere? That could be it. Look, anything could be it. Because <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> it if it's matter. got bridge in the title, then there's every chance okay, that that's yeah. what it's called. You know another board game I used to love when I was a kid? And it's so basic. It's Remember Trouble? Where you push oh, the yeah, thing yeah. in the middle? Yeah. Trouble still gets sold now. Yeah, yeah. I saw it in uh, Toy World the other day. I think we saw a Star Wars version of it at work. <laughs> I love when board games just get rethemed <laughs> with a movie on top of it. Star Wars Monopoly. Monopoly's the worst, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like whenever there's a theme monopoly, you just go straight to, all right, who have they put in um, Mayfair and Park Lane? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. What's the most expensive? And the AFL it. ones, it's the uh, MCG. No, the, the Melbourne ones, the MCG. Yeah. That's how you judge whether or not they've done a good adaptation. I wonder what the AFL, what, what team would be the most? Maybe it's just the grand final would be the, the most expensive for the AFL version. I've got the AFL know. version here somewhere. Well, why are we postulating <laughs> when you can just go and find out? <laughs> Another game you should play is definitely uh, King of Tokyo. Okay. And King of New York, fantastic. Um, no, I I'm trying to find it. There's a, I played a very very cool game. It was similar to Risk in concept, but yeah. there's a bit more going on to it. You kind of have different um, 
different races. So you could be like orcs and sorcerers and all sorts of shit and everyone has their own um, pros and cons. It's a mm. real like super strategic, but games can be finished in like 45 minutes to an hour rather than the seven and a half years that it takes to play a game of Risk. Oh, that's what I look on the side of it. It says more than two hours. It's like, uh, I'm not going to have any mates that are going to want to sit there for two hours and play this game with me. You no, know? i got nothing to do Let's with do my it. time. Let's do it. I have no kids. <laughs> so back to the episode and... Marge, Lisa, and Homer all walk in and they're annoyed and they blame Bart because they think he's been destroying everything around the house. Similar to, uh, but the Bart's dog gets an F when things start getting destroyed. Yeah. But do they know it's Santa's little helper at the start of that one? I want to say that I think they l- do. I think they do. Yeah. But Bart denies that it's him. Um, well, Marge says, well, they didn't just destroy themselves. Mm. And Homer, did they? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my laugh out loud yeah. of the episode. I just loved it. <laughs> I love Santa's little helper running around in front of him at one yeah. point with a knife between yes. his teeth like yeah. he's a fucking ninja or something. Yeah, like yeah. it's so obvious that it's him but they can't see it. They realize it wasn't Bart. Then Bart and Lisa try to tire the dog out because something's not quite right with him. He's just he's crazy at the moment. He's just all over the place. And it gets to the point where they have just fall asleep. Yeah. Dogs are just like it's this though, aren't they? never stops. They can just keep... Oh, I feel like Murphy would get tired after a while. Murphy gets bored after... Gets bored. If, well, not bored, but like... So, this is the way it works. I have a chocolate Labrador and a black Labrador. The black one's much bigger. The black one is much bigger. Up. He weighs about 10 kilos more. He's been big from a pup. And he loves nothing more than sitting. So... Uh, My father the, likes that. Chocolate Labrador is your atypical Labrador. Sorry, not atypical. Typical Labrador that just wants to run and run and run and run and run. So Murphy has discovered that the best time for him to get unkind of divided attention and pats is if I'm playing fetch with Indy. If I throw the ball up the hallway and she tears off after it, he will just. He might take two steps and feign like he's going to run for it. <laughs> Sells it It's Exactly So she takes off And then he just comes back Yo. to me Lays down Arms in the air And it's just Have it my belly That's great Sell some candy Yeah And that'll continue for I could throw that ball For 45 minutes And Indy will not stop chasing it And Murphy will not and get just up like, from Just the keep pants. rubbing me exactly. Keep doing it As we were mentioning The kids fall asleep And the dog just starts Playing by himself Knocking it for himself uh, then the following morning, I like the animation of the house. How the sun's rising is very yeah. yellow, the sky. And Marge is concerned because there's something not quite right that, with the dog. He's been mm. digging everything up in the backyard, and we go the lost items that we mentioned before. Yep. And Homer thinks that the dog buried it. Yes, the dog, <laughs> the dog. buried it. Then the it's oh a, my the only, god! It's the only course of action if someone actually owns the streak. Is that a real album? Uh, it's certainly a real song. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I've never heard it. Yeah, okay. Terrible. I wouldn't be putting it on, you know. So you Ed, know the song. It, it did make Edgar Wright's top fifty of two thousand and seventeen really? playlist. That's for sure. <laughs> and then Homer, oh my god, he has the precious cable TV cable. <laughs> <laughs> How good does it look with the well, wire? Just one cable, yeah, for the entire neighborhood, the entire street, completely up. It's, it's like when um, oh, I can't remember. There was some European country that, like, a, a little old lady who was just doing some gardening knocked out the entire country's internet access. Really, <laughs> just that's great. Severed one of the main communication lines. <laughs> Remember back in the day when, because you live in a new estate like myself, mm. when we used to have power lines above our houses, and someone would drive into a power oh, line, yeah. and the whole street's gone. Yeah, no power. Yeah, how, how do we have power outages now? When uh, the, the power's underground, so what causes it? Is it just oh, overheating. I mean, it's or? not underground everywhere, so sometimes it is that fire burns through the the lines, but a lot of the time it is just um, load, like the load becomes too much on the grid, and they just have to out. shut a station down or something like that to prevent. Nuclear meltdown. I've only ever had one blackout. We've lived here for nearly four years. Have you ever had a blackout at your house? Not while I've been home. 
Okay. I've woken up a couple... Oh, sorry. Yeah, so sometimes at home, but never while it's actually affected me. Home alone I've, style? I've, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's just been times where I wake up and wander into the um, kitchen and go, fucking... What? Yeah. 12 like, o'clock? Like, 11, 11 p.m. <laughs> I just got up. <laughs> Wiggum is very annoyed that the dog's pulled the cable out, isn't he? Hmm. So, Wiggum's watching yeah. this first thing in the morning then. Kent's kitchen. Not in bed at night. Presumably, yeah. Well, cable, I mean... So, he wakes up and like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wake up early and watch Kent's kitchen. Yeah. Kent, I would. I well, I do it with Huey's um, Cooking Adventures. Is that still on? Uh, I missed There was show. a time where that was on at 7am, which was the time that I used to wake up. So I, I shared a clip I'd, on the um on the Cheese TV page right from a, a, a little clip from a newspaper from 2001, mm. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I had Cheese TV, obviously. Then it was whatever the kids show after that. Then it was uh, Bert's. Morning show, yeah. Bert Newton's morning show, yeah. Huey's Cooking Adventures, yeah. Judge Judy and Jerry Springer. Oh, what Channel a lineup. 10, what a lineup. Calling in sick that and day. It, and it was Attack of the Mole People. That was the Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what happened to Channel 10? What I like, <laughs> what I really like about that moment though is like the, the warning of do not switch off, don't tr- talk to your yeah. partner, don't attempt sexual relations. But when like the thing about, you know, TV radiation has left your genitals, was it like with it and useless? With it, with it and useless. The fact that Wiggum checks them out, yeah. well, I'll be damned. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> they then take the family which to is, which is another before the dog sex stuff like it's a very adult racy joke definitely to have yeah. at the beginning the word genitals because if nothing else we now know that Wiggum sleeps nude oh does he oh, I guess he does well, his, hands are, his hands are both up where you can see him did he have a shirt off or was he just pantsless maybe he's just pantsless what a man which is even weirder <laughs> <laughs> don't picture it people the family then take the dog to the pet store and it's just a typical salesman, isn't he? First of all, he tries to say, don't blame us. The reason that dog's blind, it's, it's the product or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. There must have been like some sort of food scandal, scandal yeah. or something like that. But then he just tries... To, he pretends to be a psychic. Yeah. And we, we've mentioned a, before... Using a, a... What is it? A technique that is known only to me and the three other clerks at this store. I think it was last week when we were talking about Lisa's wedding, when we were talking about psychics and mm. you were mentioning how terrible they are yeah. and how they, and we love watching them get caught. Whilst I was editing, I got distracted, went onto YouTube, and watched about two hours of videos <laughs> of psychics getting proved wrong on television. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's the best. Have you seen the old guy with the beard? And his, his sole purpose in life is to prove people who think they're psychics wrong. I haven't, no. He just gets. He used to have a TV show where he'd say, this is back in the day, 70s, so yeah. 10 grand was a lot of money. I'll pay $10,000 to anybody that can prove they have psychic abilities. And they would oh, come... I've heard of this story. Yeah, yeah, and they would come on and do their trick. And yeah. he'd, he'd say, all right, now get rid of this little thing so that you can't... So, for example, there was a guy who said he can move pages of a book with his mind. Yeah. And he says, now what you're doing is you're blowing the paper. He's like, no, 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 no. And he goes, all right then. So, he puts like this little cellophane around the book and says... Now, now do it. Now do it. <laughs> and let's make sure none of this cellophane moves at the same time. Yeah. And nothing happens. He sits there for 10 minutes trying to do it. And he's just got a big smirk on his face the whole time. He's like... I love that for 10 minutes, the guy's like, all right, this time. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, I need you now. <laughs> Give me a miracle. There's, there's, a, there's a great comment on the YouTube video where he sits... It's the first time he goes down to try and do it again. And he sort of smirks. And the guy's like, at 622, that smile means, fuck it, he's got me. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty great. Like, I, what's the, well, I mean, there's the older joke that, like, you know, news headlines you've never seen, psychic wins lottery. Hmm. Yeah. And there's one guy who was, uh, his wife was feeding him information about people into his ears, and he was then saying it, and he was, like, doing the, slapping them against the forehead, and they're curing their cancer, and then, like, there's one, there's one you feel so sorry for it, this old woman, she looks about 70, and hmm. she, she uses a frame to walk, and then he tells her he's going to make her be able to not oh, no. walk, <laughs> He does it, and she seems like she's all happy. And he goes, "Now come to me," and she nearly falls over. Straight up. 
<laughs> that's terrible. Well, she's got her sea legs. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway, so. <laughs> uh, so he tries to trick, or he does trick the family into buying all these things. Mm. He, they think, yeah, well, they now fall, that we're, they go for it. Yeah, straight away. Normally, Marge wouldn't be so gullible. No, but I mean, but I guess you, they have to move the story on. You want, they? yeah, I mean, and you want whatever's best for your dog. Yeah, the, the the line of Homer not holding the wheel seemed odd. Homer, Homer, Homer hold the wheel of the car. I must have lost okay. over it. It's, it's when they cut to them in the car with all the stuff that they've purchased. Yeah, and then Homer says, "Well, that's it. We're all we're all safe now." And he takes his, both his hands off the wheel. Marge goes, "Homer, grab the wheel." And he goes, "Okay," and it doesn't go anywhere. It was just a really random joke. Hmm. But then we get a Terminator Two parody, do we not? With the dog at the window. Oh, the dog's slinking out of the Even the music. Window. Yes. I, it's funny, I, as I was watching it, I didn't place it as Terminator 2. I think it's Terminator 2. That's what I thought of. Um, it could very well be that. I was like, it's, I mean, general science fiction. So, yeah, let's... Let's look at the... Uh, yeah, Terminator 2 yep, was okay. according to Wikipedia. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with it. Like I said, it just wasn't the first thing that sprung to mind. I just instantly thought of Liquid Metal Man because he's the only man yeah. who could do that. I was thinking <laughs> X-Files. I'm sure there was some sort of X-Files deal. Well, Liquid Metal Man was on the X-Files. So maybe that's the connection. Hmm. I didn't watch much X-Files, did you? No, no. I still haven't watched much X-Files. Sorry, I was just... You look confused at your screen yeah, there. What did you, what did no, you find? No, I'll save it for later. Did you, look up, did you Google Wigan Pantsless? No, I've got the cricket scores in the background. We're already a little bit derailed. But How are derailed? We're two innings ahead. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, the, this review is already derailed, so I'm going to save... Save something for the uh, this review. Oh, okay. So you mean? Yeah, yeah. What I mean yeah. is, we're in, we're we're too deep into yeah, yeah. the middle of a segue. <laughs> so I will bring this up later on in the mailbag. Okay, cool. It's just the guys that do the ball by ball commentary online are getting a little bit heavy handed in some of their kind of creative ways of describing what's happening. So they wish they were authors. They do. <laughs> anyway, we'll come back to it. We're coming back to it. We would have thought we would have got to the point where you were saying, "Let's get this train back on the tracks." I don't, I don't feel comfortable with it. I'll be honest. <laughs> the dog escapes, and where does he run to? He runs to the dog track, back to where they found him. And back from whence he came. They're not too sure why he's going back there. They just think it's because that's where he came from. And they go looking for him. Homer does not ask where is my dog. He instead buys a ticket, doesn't he? Well, yeah, like he gets sidetracked. Just straight. Two Have bucks. you seen my dog? Two bucks at number eight. <laughs> Have you seen my dog? Give me the ticket. <laughs> and then it's great that when the, he's the so race confident starts, once he finds out the name, and what, <laughs> she's the fastest. I can't lose. And once she starts winning, he goes, "You're lucky. You got your looks, Marge." <laughs> <laughs> but she's actually winning. She's the fastest. She's a good racer. Mm. She is the fastest. And then the number two and number three. What is it? Always come second. I think it was. Oh, was it? I wasn't and, paying And there's something that's something in relation yeah, to okay. being third. And then Santa's little helper runs on. What is this? Could he win? <laughs> and you think. He couldn't possibly he win. He couldn't possibly or win. You're like, could he? And you're like, oh, wait a minute. It's going to be one of those ironic things where he just runs out yep. or coincidental things and he yep. wins the race, but he's not actually running, no, is he? Well, he is, I guess he is running. Can we get that? Can we put that up as a GIF? I don't know how to post GIFs on Facebook. Just the... Yeah. Just, no, no, well, not just that. So, like, the, the chasing up, the drawing level. So, the whole reveal. Yeah. We could do that. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm done. Make it happen. <laughs> okay. Strawberry, hit me a home run. That'll be um, our screenshot for the podcast, right? Yep. The two dogs. Yeah, brilliant. And they're in the home stretch. It's wait. Another dog is on the track. It's Santa's little helper. The mystery dog is gaining fast on the outside. Of course, he could never win this race. Or could he? What's Santa's little helper doing to that dog? Uh-oh. Well, it looks like he's trying to jump over, but he can't quite make it. Come on, boy. You can do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end. This is the end of dog racing. 
We get the wealthy Texan making an appearance yeah. as well, by the way, that I've just got. Just before about. that, though, this is the end. The end of dog racing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end. But then it's great how the Texan laughs in Marge's face because what about the what about the connection you guys yeah, have with yeah. each other? Lady, you're all yeah. right. <laughs> Marge then lets the dogs out. and she As says, long as they promise no more you know what. No more you know what. Straight away, yeah. go for it. And then it's sort of like a, I guess, a lady a in a date. tramp. It's, it's a date montage. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. just go for a trip. Yeah. They keep getting fed by everybody. Steaks everywhere. Even the old woman just pops a steak out of the purse. I do feel sorry for how they laugh at the roly-poly dog. I felt sorry for him too. Like, well, he did nothing wrong I, and he's born like that. I love those dogs. Yeah. They, uh, I, I want to feel that they're dog de Bordeaux. And is maybe called? I watched that and I thought, I wonder if dogs do that. I wonder if they make fun of each other. If dogs judge other dogs. Yeah. Do you think they had the mental capacity to make fun of each other? Oh, look at him. I know. And, he, and this, poor, this poor dog's so embarrassed, he has to run away. Yeah, I, I don't think they actually have the mental capacity yeah, to reckon make they fun would. of each other, no. I guess not. Not to make fun of each other. No, dogs are just full of love. Dogs wouldn't make fun of anything. They are the greatest things on the earth, aren't yeah. they? It was great acting, though. Who, who does the, uh, the... His name's on here somewhere. Apologies for not ha- uh, having it top of my head, but the guy does the voice for all the, the dogs in the episode. It's great... The, the way he sort of has the dogs laughing, but they still sound like dogs. Yeah, like yeah, that's very h- true. how do you do a dog laughing? How do you uh, what's the word? Well, act that. I tell it a joke. <laughs> Try and act a dog laughing. Uh, no, I haven't got the required training <laughs> to do that. I, they they get into that the third year at NIDA, and I dropped out after the yeah, first okay. two. Okay, no worries. Then we get the lady in the tramp parody. Except they don't kiss; they fight yeah. over the spaghetti. Nice Which thing. is a much more Simpsons way of it's romance. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I like it when they do that. Bart is annoyed though because Santa's little helper doesn't want to play anymore since he's bitch moved in. Mm. It wasn't very often you heard the word bitch. <laughs> I'm going to write to the dictionary people and have yes, that checked. Great marginalizing. <laughs> brilliant. We haven't heard the word bitch on uh, Simpsons for a while. We heard bitchin' for in the first few yeah, seasons. True. It was bitchin', bitchin', but bitchin'. never just bitch. Yeah, never just the word bitch. Then she starts giving birth. And Marge apologized because she thought she was just getting fat. They do have a short gestation period, dog, so that Yeah, I mean it's a it's conceivable that you could not know. How long are they? Are they nine months as well? No, no, no. Like week, 10 weeks or something like that. A dog? Yeah. 10, 10 or 11. Yeah. Really? Yeah, legit. Can you Google just to confirm? I believe you. The dog, I just, I told you that my father-in-law oh, just had a litter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 10 weeks? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, they don't fuck around. <laughs> well, they do. <laughs> oh my, I've never seen anything like this. How many more can there be? 22? 23? 24? 25! Like the joke of, you know, it's 22, 23, 24, and then hours and hours and hours fly by on the clock, so you think it's going to be 101, because everyone has seen or knows yes. of 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, 25! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they didn't put the puppy in, what's well, like a, a sock that's on a magnet or something? Oh, yeah, well, uh, oven mitt? I think that's it an oven It looks like an oven mitt. I think it's an oven mitt. I think who puts an oven mitt as a magnet? I guess it's yeah, a, no, it's a convenient those. place for it. Yeah, I guess. so you never lose it. It's yeah, always true. on the fridge. And it hits, hits the floor. It's like, uh. Come back from commercial and Bart thinks he now has an army of dogs. He's very happy with this. So he goes out and makes fun of Jimbo. I love the confidence in him. Get him, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and they try. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like to an extent. Yeah. Uh, they all just limp though. There's puppies that can barely walk. Jimbo punches him up. Then all the puppies are eating. And we get the cool little pan across of all the different of names. The different There's names. some really funny yep. names in there. The 
Prince one that you mentioned earlier. Puppy f- Prince and then Puppy formerly known as Prince. <laughs> yeah, it's great. That's a real, like, that's a joke that's got so, still got legs. Like, it's a real 90s reference of Prince going by the artist. He's so iconic. For a while. But exactly right. It, he's iconic. That's an iconic piece of crazy. So you can still drop that now as a joke and people will still understand and still laugh. Definitely. Well, we've mentioned before on the show that the Simpsons writers were very good at picking things that don't date. Hmm. Except regards to technology, that's where they couldn't really get around it because that's just the technology yeah, of the I mean, time. Yeah, you can't help that. But they yeah. very rarely had jokes about technology. That's true. It was just they were using what was available yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Then Homer says we're finally blessed with a real family. The kids weren't happy by that. And they're all watching the television. And they're, what, is it? what are they watching? Baywatch? Nightboat? Uh, no, because she says something about models. Yeah, she does. So it she? wasn't any specific show. It's it basically just, just a woman in a, bi- in in a, a bikini. Uh, well, there was a boat before yeah. the woman though. Okay. Too. Isn't that cute? He thinks he's one of the models, Inc. <laughs> Get that cat out of the way! I just love the anger in Homer's voice. It's very similar to, quiet down, Bart! Yeah, yeah it is a little bit. <laughs> Get that cat out of the way. Poor cat. I think it's the only time we see the cat for the rest of the episode. Uh, yeah, she doesn't come back. Yeah, we just need to be in it, I guess, just for that one gag. The puppies then all eat Bart socks. This is where we start getting the montage of them mm. being annoying. And yeah, what, the, mischievous the, the little puppies. Yes, yes, yes. Does your your dogs eat anything? Murphy never did. Indy does. Really? Mm. Yeah, Jet Touchwood hasn't. I feel like things. Indy's getting better. What does she chew? Everything. Really? Yeah. Like, Even at her age now. She's like two, isn't she? Uh, not quite two. Um, less, like I said, less now. But for a while, anything that was loose would go missing. I kept finding coffee mugs and that sort of stuff in the backyard. Coffee mugs? Yeah. I um I picked up a couch to put in the backyard for them. Like someone was yeah, gi- saw that, giving yeah. away a couch for free, so I put that in the backyard. That lasted about two and a half months, and then one day I came home to a backyard full of foam. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just destroyed the arms of the couch. <laughs> You're lucky through, she hasn't chewed your deck. Chewed th- yeah, I am very lucky. I chewed through the power cord to my hot water service four times. Lucky you still have her. Yeah. Wow. She meant like unplugged it first. She's a very clever dog. <laughs> <laughs> Murphy unplugged it for her. Yeah. <laughs> He comes racing up. No! <laughs> Just dives on it. Yeah. So, yeah, basically anything and everything. Apart from books, never went near my books on the bookshelf. That's always been a big item. We got an email from a fan who has that book and it was eaten by his dog. It was destroyed by his dog, yeah. Yes. Also a black lab. Yes. Sent a photo of it, looking yeah. very guilty. Should we give him a shout out in the, in the mailbag? Uh, I will find the email. I yes, believe we, we should, yes. Grant, Grant Bessington. Grant Bessington. Yeah. No, don't have to wait for the mailbag. See, no, Grant? Just see? getting it now. Not only that, uh, it was wrapped in storm paper wrapping paper. Sorry, storm oh, paper. Oh, it was a present, storm, wasn't it? Storm trooper wrapping paper. Yeah, yeah, his wife bought it for him. Oh. Dog destroyed it. He still read around the, the rips though, didn't he say or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. it's just it's just a little chewed. It's still good. Yeah, it's still it is good. Still good. <laughs> so the kids have to wear fleet collars and it's just easy that way. Then we get the great little clip. This is one of the most iconic clips from the episode of Homer eating the potato chips. Yeah. And the dogs just keep coming out just of anywhere. Keep, yeah. I've seen it. That'd be a great gift. You just play on loop. Yeah. That is something that if you own a Labrador, you can relate to. Yes. You can't bring food out anywhere in the house. Oh, well, Jet, if we say leave it, he won't touch it. Mm. You can put a roast chicken in front of him. If you say leave it, he won't touch it. Yeah, okay. For the most part, mine won't either. But if I'm eating, while they won't try to take it from my hands or anything, Murphy will just... Sit there and drool. He'll drool, and then after a little while, he'll put his head on my knee. We're like, I'm, I just, st- yeah. I'm still here. I don't know if you forgot, Jet but I'm around. Jet sometimes goes and then, with his paw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the paw <laughs> as well. And then eventually, you lift that head, and it's just like a swamp <laughs> on, on your thigh. 
the house stinks. And why does the house stink in the kitchen? <laughs> this home is not putting, not throwing out the old news, but do you have a better idea? <laughs> <laughs> I like that the floors, have, like they've made it lumpy. Yeah. <laughs> Bart is then wearing Lisa's socks because the dogs have chewed all of his mm-hmm. and kind of a little silly gag, but he has to coordinate, coordinate yeah. with his, with it, like, not a skirt, it's just, he calls I, it something else. I don't know what it was called and I didn't want to look it up. No, it's like a ballerina's <laughs> skirt yeah. dress kind of thing. It's a little pleated number. Yep. They suggest, the parents suggest getting rid of the pups and the kids just want no, none of that at all, do they? No, we can't get rid of them. But how can you realistically look after 25 dogs, kids? Come on. Yeah, like that, that's tough. Yes. Then Lisa has a line of, what happens when we can't look after a family member anymore? We just throw them away, cut to grandpa by himself yeah. in the nursing home, <laughs> yeah. trying to hope that someone calls him one day. Yeah, just sitting by the phone. Depressing life. Then on an entirely different topic, March has a convenient dinner. Oh, convenient and important dinner. Yes, an important date. Oh, they, it's kind of one of those things where, okay, they have one more chance. On yeah. a completely different topic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, that's what I meant by convenient. Gotcha. But who's coming? Yeah. So we've convenient got the Reverend. Uh, Reverend Homer's old drill instructor and the IRS. IRS the, guy. The original yeah. IRS manager. <laughs> Whenever I think of IRS, I just think, oh, boo yourself. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, the purpose of this dinner was just to suck up to them, was it not? Yeah, curry favour with people. Just get Homer out of trouble? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it was going to work successfully. Oh, it was going brilliantly well. Yes. A they demon bird. <laughs> and the puppies are inside the chicken. I don't get it. Did they eat any of that chicken? It didn't look very carved, did it? No. So they were spitting it out. But it was just a full chicken. Yeah. Maybe they'd had a couple chickens. Maybe that was, or turkeys, but like maybe that was the one that was left over and there was another one and then it's just the thought of, well, if there were dogs in that one, what's happened to the other? Have what's we, going have on we in that kitchen? the other ones? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. They are not happy with this though, are they? See you in hell. From heaven. From heaven. <laughs> then we get the puppies for free or best offer. <laughs> and Flanders. Actually, shout out to, um, I don't even know what his name is, but I was selling an old golf bag on online the other day um you were yeah uh so just threw it up for 50 bucks when on, i say old ebay or uh, face facebook marketplace yeah. thing when i say old it's less than 12 months old so i've thrown it up for 50 bucks it, it was worth about 150 i've used it i don't know 30 times it, it's still like it's clean it's virtually brand new um so i was like 50 bucks you ain't getting 50 price. on online sales no <laughs> first the first fucking person that comments what's the lowest you'll take for it yeah i'm like well, what did I put up there? Like, I fucking, I didn't throw a. That's not a starting figure. I'm not, I'm not working a stall in Bali. Like, that's what people think. They think that you're putting your highest that, that you want, and you get, you will lower it from yeah. there. I'm not a real estate agent, mate. I'm not here to fucking haggle. I'm I'm giving you a price. That they, they he would have thought he'd get it for twenty. Twenty. Look, okay. I admit that most people shopping on there probably don't have more than 20 bucks to their name. True. <laughs> Certainly most people that are selling on there don't have more than 20 bucks to their name. But did you end up selling it? Uh, was it still on there? We agreed. We, eventually, I was like, you know, I can't be bothered arguing over price. I was like, give me 30 bucks and it's yours and that's fine. And we went fine. And then uh, I haven't heard back from him since. Uh, I think he's right. applying for a loan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Comes on, into your work applying for a loan. Waiting on his Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so where were we up to? <laughs> oh, yes. So they give away the puppies for free. And Flanders and Skinner and Grandpa all rock up and they've all got a different reason why they would like mm-hmm. a dog. But then the, the other puppies start crying so they put them back in because yeah, they, they don't want to separate the litter them. Up. They don't want to, yeah, don't want to be separated. This is something I was going to say that when you do first get a puppy and we've bought from breeders the both the times that we have so they've come from their family mm. and they come back to you. Fuck, that's an upsetting first night. You feel like oh. an ogre. 
as, ha- as happy as you are, like when we first brought Murphy home, he cried solid for the first 24 hours. J- Jet cried the entire way home and I'm to- talking squealing. He was yeah. just not happy enough. I feel like you have done the worst thing. Yeah. I mean, by the next day they're fine. And they're in love with you, but yeah. God, it's a rough first thing. You're like, what have we done? Yeah, they don't know what. They don't, well, they don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. We've given the word "poppy farmers" a bad name. Yes, listeners, Dando will have edited the first one out, but I tried twice to say "puppy farmer" in Revel and Lovejoy's voice. Both times it came out "poppy farmer." I'm not happy with it. <laughs> say it again, <laughs> "puppy farmer." No, it's really hard. <laughs> "Puppy farmer." No, I can't do it either. Yeah, <laughs> "puppy farmer." Who's Marge says, who's going to have the big, a big enough heart to look after all these puppies? Cut mm. to Mr. Burns. Little, It's like the fake, oh, don't worry. I'll be able to look after all these dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lisa doesn't trust him at all. Cuts to him doing the evil laugh. You can't have these dogs. Am I fired? Hmm? Oh, of course not. They're your pets. You can do as you wish. Good day, everyone. My, he certainly took that well. A little too well, if you ask me. I'm sure he's plotting some brilliant scheme to get those puppies. There you go. There you go. You too. Honestly, sir, you just don't put the effort into your schemes that you used to. I just love Homer scratching his ass while Burns just loading yes. them into a sack. I would like the idea, the fact of the fact that the writers were trying to come up with a clever way for him to steal the puppies yeah. and they just couldn't. They're like, fuck it. He and just it, takes them. And then Smithers just comments on Smithers it. You don't even think it about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come back, and the police are at the Simpsons' house investigating. Don't worry, ma'am. We'll find your wallet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dusting for prints. (laughs) Bart and Lisa are then about to walk Santa's little helper, and she's the fastest, and try and find the puppies. To track the puppies themselves, and they get distracted by dinner. Yes, Marge brings the food back. Then, Wiggum, maybe Mr. Burns will give you one of the 25 you got last night. (laughs) After, I'm sorry, there's just no way we can find them. Maybe Mr. Burns will give you one. So they then go to his mansion. And they realise that he's just bathing them. Well, he's quite beautiful in that first yeah. one. They've, he's got them all in the tub. They're all happy. He's got his sleeves rolled up. They don't know what's coming. He's burns about the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great sort of bait and switch. We don't know what's coming. No, no. You don't expect what's coming. No. After after seeing this. And then we just... What else? Oh, we get the Rory Calhoun moment first. Cal, is it Calhoun? 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 He reminds me of someone. Snoop Doggy, Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Bob Do- Barker. Bob Barker's great. Uh, someone else can't remember who that was. I think one the other was. one wasn't as good, but Bob Barker. I yeah, the other one was... The other one was someone that I wanted to look up. It was like, maybe he looks like a dog. Um, oh, that maybe that's mean. what the joke is. Yeah. And then, yeah. No, you know that one that's always standing up, walking around? Rory Calhoun? Yes, yes, that's the one. Who is an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah very, very famous actor. And uh, this great seed plant for later on. The, the Groening wasn't originally happy with this because he didn't think that the younger audiences would understand who Rory Calhoun is. That doesn't matter, though. But then he was fine because it made sense with the end yeah. of the episode. It all yeah. worked out. Then the kids start second-guessing themselves, thinking maybe we were wrong about Burns. Mm. And then we get... See my vest. See my vest. See my vest. See my vest. Made from real gorilla chest. Feel this sweater. There's no better than authentic Irish setter. See this hat. It was my cat. My evening wear vampire bat. These white slippers are albino, African endangered rhino, grizzly bear underwear, turtle's necks, I've got my share, beret of poodle on my noodle, it shall rest. Try my red robin suit, it comes one breast or two. See my vest, see my vest, see my vest. Like my loafers, former goofers. 
chauffeurs. It was that. Oh, skin my chauffeurs, but a greyhound for tuxedo would be best. So let's prepare these dogs. Kill two for matching dogs. See my vest. See my vest. Oh, please, won't you see my vest? I really like the vest. One of my favourites. Oh, it's jaunty. It's upbeat. It's, it's, it's a great it's number. Exactly what it needed to be. It's a great musical parody for the for the topic. Um, the, for the only, subject matter. You know, the only gripe here for me, not about the song, but mm-hmm. surely Smithers would not really be going along with this. Well, he's not. And while he seems a bit reluctant, he's also not outwardly fighting it. Like he's very much he's standing next to Burns when he puts a gun to those dogs' heads, and he's not going to do anything to stop him from pulling the trigger. It would have been a Smithers thing to do to get in front of him, wouldn't it? To do something. He doesn't Just do that. He doesn't do that until um, write a memo or something. Smithers, stop going along with it. Well, that's why in a couple of episodes it has more of an impact in Who Shot Mister Burns hmm. when he he finally stands up to him and says, "No, I'll, no, Monty, I will not let you do this." That's yeah. when he fires him. Yeah, and it is good that he finally snaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just know that Smithers is deep down a good man and probably not going to let twenty five puppies go to waste. To waste. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> be slightly, slightly brutal about the way I said it. The um. <laughs> Uh, oh no, no, no! It's in a couple scenes' time. Okay, I wrote something down. We'll get to it. Thank you. I've just got here. I, I wrote I, there's a little bit of the scene. My vest. Just before he starts singing, he gives himself a little thumbs up in the mirror. Did you notice that? No. It's like a here we go, guys. Yeah, and then great. he starts singing. I just love that little touch. It's fantastic, <laughs> and just suits Mr. Burns perfectly. But then Bart singing at the end because as bad as it is, it just is so catchy. That song. Yeah. <laughs> Even he gets swept up in it. Burns is literally planning to kill the puppies. This is where we see the gun, and it's. Would this be the most evil thing they've had Burns do on the show to this point? Uh, Killing yeah, 25 puppies for a vest. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't get much more evil than that. Even destroying or covering the sun. That doesn't compare to no, it slaughtering to 25 puppies for no. a vest. <laughs> Bart then plans to put them at the window because they always land on their feet. But he's mistaken because that is a cat. Yeah, I love the way the dog just flops yeah. onto its back. Best two out of three. They decide to put them down the laundry chute instead. And they use the socks as a way to distract them. Sort of like another seed plant for how they're going to save them in the end. Burns is already down there, though. He beats him down to the to the basement, doesn't he? Another one, and yeah. Another one of those. How did you beat us down here? We'll get to that later. It's kind of the writers think. I think we couldn't think of a way. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, here. It's funny enough that they're there anyway. Just I'm here. That's all that, that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then <laughs> this is another great moment. Lisa complains. Call somebody who cares. Goes to dial nine one one. Give me that. <laughs> Give me that back. <laughs> the pups have a date with a fashion knife. <laughs> There. Now you don't know which one's little Monty. I guess if you don't want him to be part of your tuxedo, you have to let the other dogs go, too. Nice try. Come on, little Monty. Stand up. Come on. Stand up. Do your trick. No, no. no don't. don't. Stay down there, Monty. Stay down. Don't get up. Stay down, boy. Good boy. Good boy. <gasps> Excellent. Huh? 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 Now it's uh, simply a matter of uh, bending down and picking up the one and only... This can't be happening. They're all standing. I can't tell them apart. All right, you win. I'll have to kill them all. But they're so wretchedly adorable. Twenty-five little Rory Calhouns. They can't do it. And Mr. Burns just, he's just got to kill them all now, but then he, mm. he just can't bring himself to do it. We get a little bit of good out of Burns here. A little bit. And this is 
what this is the bit that I'd written down. It very much reminded me, and this, I mean, this Simpsons did it way earlier. Have you seen the movie Equilibrium with Christian Bale? No. So the idea about that is it's set in a sort of dystopian-ish kind of future, but okay. all of humanity, or the vast majority of humanity, apart from a small pocket of resistance, are on medication to knock out rage and any real emotion, basically not just rage, any emotion whatsoever, to maintain equilibrium and therefore not to to cease all wars. Mm-hmm. Because without love, without hate, without passion, without all that sort of stuff, there's no fighting. Without feelings, yeah. yeah. So Christian Bale play like is a kind of soldier uh, or police de- detective type thing who's out there looking for people that aren't on their medication and killing them basically. And just so it's like Blade Runner. And just wipe them out. Similar. Looking for certain type and of people. And then yeah. eventually, after a run in, he decides not to take his meds, and for the very first time, he starts feeling things. Then, like the next day, they're out and they go through an apartment block of the resistance and around the back they've got all these dogs and they're all barking they're, they, and these people that have grown up in this life of never having understood emotion are like we can't understand why they keep the dogs we always fi- like you know we keep finding them we don't know why they have them um, so they like you know what should we do they're like just you know uh, exterminate them basically so they go in with shotguns and this is happening off camera but you very much know that they're shooting them all and then this puppy like one little fucking Bernese mountain dog puppy that looks like it's about three months old comes running out Bale picks it up and just holds it like imagine me holding a baby yeah <laughs> like that Th- thing doesn't of, like, know what to do I yeah. don't know what to do with this um, and just has this foreign look on his face and the puppy's just sort of like sniff it sniff it and gives him a little lick on the chin and these guys are like sir give, give it to me sir give it to me well you know I'll take care of it and he goes to hand it over and this guy's walk, the soldier is like walking the dog back. Then Bale just has this moment of humanity come over him. He's like, wait! And then like grabs it. But he can't let anyone know that he's having emotion. So he has to come up with the logical reason. So his lie is... Seems to me, at least some of these animals ought to be tested for disease. If there's an epidemic in the nether, it's best we know about it. And then just yeah. walks off with the puppy. Then keeps it. Becomes his companion. Well, doesn't quite become his companion. He pops it in his car and then sneaks it back out later in the movie. He but looks it's after the, it. Yeah, it's that thing. Like, you can't kill the dog. Unless you're a truly evil person, you cannot kill the dog. Exactly, yeah. Something about dogs. Cats, I'm not so fond of. Dogs are different. No, I mean, I'm fine with cats. I, I own a cat. Yeah, I, enjoy, I grew up with cats. I enjoy the cat. I'm sick of cats. I enjoy the cat. <laughs> but Mr. Burns decides he's not going to kill... He even goes to kill Bart and Lisa. It, it, the thought crosses oh, his mind. Yeah. I'll have to kill you instead, but no, he can't do that because they look like a little Rory Calhoun. <laughs> Two little Rory Calhouns standing on their hind legs. Yes, promises not to kill any animal that can do an amusing trick. And then we cut to Mr. Burns, very successful now because all the dogs mm. become... well, they're, they're, Champion well, racers. The, their mother is a yeah. champion racer. And Santa's and little helper, sense. I mean, was a racer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Marge comes down to the basement and love this. She thinks Just Homer's hungry. Shadow himself. of Homer. <laughs> and then they're revealed to him. Batting this light bulb is the only yes. thing that makes... When I was a kid, obviously, you don't understand the implications of a shadow on the wall in the basement. No. So that joke never made sense to me. I was like, what the hell? It's the dumbest way to end an episode ever. And then you know, yep. get older and realize what that joke is. Have a good chuckle. Yes. Anytime that you can laugh about suicide, it's a good day. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, is that what you learned? Uh, <laughs> that'll do, actually. That's probably a better one. I learned that my genitals are certainly withered and useless. <laughs> yeah, well... Most of Geelong's known that for years. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! Mailbag time. Mitch, what have we got this week? Oh, so much. Dan so, that's been so, coming so in. much. But yes. um, I'm going to plant a seed that I, it's been a while since I've told any jokes on the podcast and I have looked up 
a brilliant website that's armed me with material called Worst Jokes Ever. You know when nothing's happened to us this week when we pull out the jokes. We pull out the jokes. <laughs> um, would you like? Uh, would you like an example of what some of these jokes might be? I would. Today, a man knocked on my door and asked me for a small donation towards the local swimming pool. I gave him a glass of water. Uh, but before we do that, we've got a <laughs> That's yeah, funny joke. Yeah, <laughs> we've got an audio question. Oh, I should get my uh, my sitcom app. Oh, you're laughing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I can yeah. just add the sound effect later. <laughs> yeah, but I like it when I do it this way. Um, Makes it feel like I'm doing live comedy. Uh, which one's laughter? Oh, hang on. No, no, no. Because I have the brumch as well. So good. Are you happy? Yeah, I am. Right, first question. You've got to get this out. <laughs> Pocket sitcom. Pocket um, sitcom. First, well, the first question is an audio question. Play the clip. Hi, this is Mark and Cam from the Cameo Guys podcast. Hello, I'm Cam. Uh, we're big fans of the show. And even bigger fans of The Simpsons. But what we'd uh, like to raise with you is, as big fans of The Simpsons, we've always found our favourite times watching this show was when we played The Simpsons drinking game. Mm-hmm. And we were just wondering if you've ever played it. And if not, we recommend you look it up. Definitely. So, thank you. Keep up the good work, fellas. See ya. Okay. So, How convenient that we were talking about board games earlier. Now we're talking about another Now we're game. talking about The Simpsons drinking game. Now, yes. in short, no... I haven't. This is the first time I've ever looked at the Simpsons drinking game. No, up. never played it, no. So, what I like is this is version 1.5. It's been through some developments. But yes. this is on... I want the expansion. www.realbeer.com. <laughs> uh, www. We'll run through this in brief because it's quite involved. But yeah. basically, there are different categories. So, if a category one thing happens, you have one drink. If it's a two, you have two, three, three. Yep, yep, yep. Pretty much like every, you, every take, you take a drink every time Homer says do, yeah. Homer laughs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Homer says mm. So during the opening, drink once every time you see either the blackboard, the couch gag, the Lisa playing a saxophone, Maggie getting scanned, Burns checking his watch, Marge stopping, uh, running the stop sign, Homer screaming in the driveway, or the panoramic shot of Springfield. So if you see so the full intro, you're tanked by the time the episode starts. Pretty much. Now, I presume if you're doing this, it's got to be beer and like one mouthful for each. Yeah, not a, not a they're bottle. Not, they're yeah. not shots. No, not of course. Um, Homer saying do. Homer says, mmm, and then a food item or something along those lines. Uh, drink twice if Bart makes a crank phone call. Should we do it and film it? Will that be fun or will that be idiotic? It would be fun. Do you guys want to watch us play the Simpsons drinking game? Yeah. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Let's just do it anyway. Nominate an episode or maybe, yeah, no, nominate an episode. And whoever, whichever episode, whichever episode gets the most nominations, that's the one that we watch. Yes. Okay. Should we do it for more than one episode or just one? Maybe we'll do four. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> the point is, write in episodes. Yes. We'll see if we can make something funny happen. Yes, that'll be good. But thanks for the question. Yeah, thank you for, to the Cameo guys for writing in with, or well, for, for speaking in with yeah. that one. And apparently we've inspired them to start their own podcast. So the Cameo mm. guys, check them out. Always enjoy it when yes. we do that. We've, we've inspired a few people to start their own podcast. It's pretty cool. Um. I didn't ask you this one before, but this is actually a really good question mm. from uh, Johan Lahaus. Johan. Um, hi, guys. If you're in Ned's shelter during the events of Bart's Comet and got to the point where someone had to be kicked out, how would you justify... How would you try to justify your staying? I do make a good risotto, but so do you, don't you? So that's the dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's got to be something that you do better than anyone else, yeah. What do you do that's better than everyone else? Uh, well, I don't know if it's necessarily that. The wo- See, they'll need both of because the world needs authors. <laughs> well, exactly. And I mean, well, I can't write a book without you. You can't <laughs> write a book without me. <laughs> so that's fair. No, so if it was me, um, they're like, you know, why don't you go out? I'll say I have agoraphobia. But what if someone else has agoraphobia? 
Well, they get to stay as well. <laughs> that's fine. It's going to be something no one else has, though. No, it doesn't. That's what we just said. No, no, no. That's only <laughs> if you're trying to come up with something you're good at. Justify, okay. I've okay. got a psychic condition, Dando. I can't go outside. What if everyone has agoraphobia, then? Then how do we justify the one person that has agoraphobia that has to go out? No, we just go with whoever we don't like. Rock, paper, scissors? Um, Like a big round robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The comet would have hit by the time <laughs> we finished. <laughs> anyway, good question, though. Great question. Yeah. Um, what else? I would... I give great back rubs to head executives. <laughs> I know the difference between butter and... I can't believe it's not butter. No, you don't, Dando. No one does. <laughs> Daniel Williams writes in saying... Uh, well, he actually wrote this in mere minutes after finishing Homer's Odyssey and in Biggin Simpson's Guide. Cool. Um, he writes, available from Booktopia and all good book retailers. Um, <laughs> Booktopia is where you'll get it the cheapest at the moment, but obviously if you nah, want... Book Depository. Uh, sorry, Book Depository. That's what I meant. Book Depository, they've got it like 33% off. $19. No, but somewhere else has $19 as well now. Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's some good... People are like, we ain't Chris- selling this shit. We need to get it out. No, that's not what's <laughs> happening. There are some good Christmas deals. But by the same token, um, uh, I had to buy someone as a gift for someone and I happily paid the $30 at Dimmicks because I wanted it in my hands immediately. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to... It's a, so how are they selling? And what they say? Uh, Not good. <laughs> no, I didn't have the I didn't have the courage to ask in case they did. Actually, you're the first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know for a fact that we sold out the warm pond store. We have sold out a few times, which I'm enjoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I only stocked three books, but still, that's beside the point. Um, uh, and I bought all of those three. <laughs> just gave it. I'm just a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I took my own copy, put it on the shelf, then paid for it again. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so Daniel uh, was saying that the, he, he thinks that our work ethic towards podcasting and audience building throughout the last three years has really inspired him. And after reading this book, he knows now that if you, you trust in yourself, you can achieve anything. So I'm glad that you've got a really great takeaway from that. More mm. than anything else, that, that makes me really happy. So thank you, Daniel. Very he's, Lisa Lionheart, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little bit. His question is, um, the book seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. Where to from here? Where to from here? Well, the plan is to get through the first nine seasons. Mm-hmm. First ten seasons, I'd say. Still a few good ones in the first ten. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be a case of we're going to we'll keep doing the show. I figure by then you'll have a baby. I'm calling it. I, I see a baby on the cards for the Dandos in 2018. <laughs> 18? Yeah. 17? No, no. I don't know about 18. Okay. Maybe 19? No, I feel pregnancy in 18. I will in, say touch wood. We are trying. Into birth. Yeah. We're trying. Oh, congratulations to you. <laughs> But um, that would be cool, though. We could have mascots. Take her up to North Geelong to the dog park. And just like you set her off. Come <laughs> <laughs> flying from the stalls. The sooner we have a kid, the sooner you have a kid as well, and they'll take over for us. No, I'm not going to be good with a kid. <laughs> oh, why not? I wouldn't be able to raise it up to the point that it could talk. <laughs> but uh, the, the plan is we're going to keep doing the show, but it just, I feel like once we I'm happy the- to be Godfather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you need a nomination. <laughs> If we ever, well, once we get to the episodes that aren't quite as good, mm. the later seasons, it's going to be harder to sort of talk as in depth as we do about the classic episodes. So we'll still do a quick review of them, but it'll be more like the Mission Dando show. That's sort of where I hopefully, see this show. Hopefully you guys like us enough. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. That yeah. That's where I see this show and aren't going. Sick of us. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to have a crack at writing one of them fictional books where you make stuff up. New names, new characters, new places, all that sort of thing. About? Uh, well, I have two ideas. So, um... Without getting too in-depth, one would take place on death row, um, a guy's final hour before being executed. And the other is a kind of 
hope what would hopefully become a kind of take on iconic Australiana kind of almost adult fairy tale story about uh, two towns brought together by football. Sorry, one town. Two halves of one town brought together by football and the number of characters within. Can I be part of the audiobook? Uh, if there is one, yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that that one would have Will a big... Will I play Chipper? It would, half have a, forward. <laughs> it would have a big cast. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what we're talking. Yeah, it's those sorts of things. Um, I went out to some uh, just like country football, like out past Ballarat, like, you know, like where it's legitimately... Plug her in the, fo- in the forward pocket. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> I, like I went out with the camera and just taking a bunch of different photos that um, <laughs> for, like boundary umpires wearing beanies, throwing the balls in overarm. <laughs> Uh, while a whole suckling pig was just roasting, <laughs> rotating on a spit from about 10am through to 6pm when the entire town would come back. Because there's nothing else to do in these towns. Yeah. Like, when football's on on the weekend, everyone comes. When it's an away game, you don't see anyone in yeah. the streets. That's the sort of town that I'm basing it in. And the bench is filled with under-18 kids filling the gaps because the seniors were too lazy to rock up. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, Chuka had a big night yeah, yeah. and <laughs> didn't show up on time. <laughs> Then he makes a big Mighty Ducks entrance at three-quarter yeah. time. I'm there's here, a, boys. There's always an ambulance parked, and it's not because something happened. It's because the they only, know something's the going only pa- no the only paramedic in town plays like centre oh. forward. <laughs> <laughs> he gets injured. Is there a paramedic in town? <laughs> they have to call to the next town over. That's the sort of thing that we're rolling with. No, I, no, I'd love. It's going to be a, a story of love and romance and and sports and. Um, uh, the the little guy gets up, the under, underdog conquers all, all that sort of thing. We should write a film, right? It'll be an American Pie style film set mm-hmm. in Australia, but it's set at schoolies, right? Because mm-hmm. I always feel that the sequel writes itself because you just have the same guys go back and just call it Toolies. Toolies, yeah. I feel like the you've just described two movies that I have no interest in watching anymore. But I feel Why? because I'm nearly thirty. <laughs> <laughs> what if you were making it though? No, no. <laughs> You know how... What if um, Tony Martin was in it? You know how, like, straight men will occasionally do gay porn because they need the work and they have to watch, like... They have to look at straight porn to be able to get themselves aroused to then go do the gay scene. If I was making that... None of us have to do it. If I was making that style of movie, I'd be, like, on the side watching Dumb and Dumber or Shaun of the Dead or something along those lines to get myself in a chuckle mood. What would be an Australian... (laughs) And then go over and direct the stuff that I hate... (laughs) And then come back and have to watch something else. What would be an Australian style comedy that you think would compete with that kind of that level of comedy? Dumb and Dumber, that kind of. Where would you set it? What would it be about? Do you ask me to compete with one of the greatest comedies of all yes, time? Exactly. Off the, off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, that's what you can do. That's better than anybody else. That's why you're staying in the bomb shelter. Um. Okay, so it wouldn't be the same style, but I mean, Dumb and Dumber road essentially trip. breaks down to be a road trip movie. Yeah, mm. so guys driving through the Nullarbor or something like that where there is fuck all. There's nothing. Um, other than them. Uh, I would like their relationship to kind of... So, the, you know, the, the car deteriorates at the same time as the relationship deteriorates. So, you have like a little bit of symmetry going on with all that sort of stuff. You cast Ben Mendelsohn and Angus Sampson... It's always him, though. You don't even need a script. It's always Angus. because they're the best at it. Yeah, but it's always him. Ben Mendelsohn and Hugo Weaving. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Just bring Leo. Not an Aussie actor. Leo DiCaprio yeah. comes in. So, so you'd have... What American actors could you come to Australia to do an Australian road trip? Because they're visiting Australia on a trip. So they're not Australian. It's mm. just set in Australia. They're just going to be... Okay, so just set in Australia. Who would be two names that you would use? And it needs to be... I reckon Christian Bale would be the great straight man. He's never done it before. Yeah, exactly. Be interesting. 
Um, so, so Bale set up as a straight man to Mark Ruffalo. I can see it. Because I don't want name casting. I'm, I'm sick of like... Well, Ruffalo's a name. Yeah, but very few people are going out to see a movie because Mark Ruffalo's he's in, in it. it. Yeah. yeah, He just happens to be in movies that people like. I love Mark Ruffalo. I think he's a great actor. But I think the, the masses aren't going, oh shit, Mark Ruffalo's in this. Well, it's oh. very similar to Dumb and Dumb where Jim Carrey was a huge... Well, he, wasn't, mm. like, he was huge. That, that was his... That was when oh, he was at the peak. Fuck yeah, he was huge. Yeah, yeah. But, was, but, was, but he wasn't huge though when Dumb and Dumber was getting filmed. No, Top of the Mountain. No, because yeah, no, Ace and Shaw hadn't even come out yet when they were filming Dumb and Dumber. That's why he got more money when he was film- he, he was about would to. would already have exploded is in terms of, like he'd done SNL and just comedy in general. People I knew, yeah. Everyone would have had a, an inkling as to who Jim Carrey was. Well, Jeff Daniels wasn't out of the box choice for yeah. that role. Uh, 94, 97, Rise to Frame. So, broke out with Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb yeah, and Dumber. So, that was all in the There's way. the whole that he got paid more than Jeff Daniels because Ace Ventura came out whilst they were negotiating for his contract for Dumb yeah, and Dumber. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Poor, he earned 20 million for the yes. cable guy. Huge, isn't it? Wowee. Anyway. So Jeff Daniels only got 50 grand for Dumb and Dumber. That sounds about right. They wouldn't have had a lot of money. No. Um, what was the question? <laughs> From the from the person that wrote in, I have no Let idea. Get here. Oh, where to from here? That's right. I'm writing a book. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's the long and the short of what's happened. Anyway, next question. Uh, um, final one for the mailbag before we crack into the jokes and what's wrong with Australian? Uh, not Australian. What's wrong with online cricket commentary? Sean Bryan writes in, uh, having recently discovered the podcast in year eight for English in high school. One of the assignments was to write an episode of The Simpsons. Are you after sure, that's Brian, by the way, because yeah. the, the E would be after the N. To make Brian. Brian. Oh, you said Brian. Okay, yeah. sorry. I thought you said Brian. I'm like, no. Mm. No, we're not soaking chicken in Sean. <laughs> oh, no. It's what I anyway, continue. Sorry. <laughs> um, they had to write an episode of Simpsons after watching Bart the General. So, yep. he, as a year eight student, he's pitched a hell of an episode. It's fantastic. The story was about Mayor Quimby being thrown out of office in disgrace uh, and having Mo be elected in his place with Mo's first act of, uh, as mayor to decrease the drinking age to increase business. Um, yes, somehow in year eight, I wrote a story about child alcoholism and I got an A. Uh, it's pretty great. I, like, just from synopsis alone, that's pretty good. So, if, it makes me wonder, if you guys had to write a Simpsons episode, what would the plot be? Not going to lie, about two weeks ago, I dreamt that we wrote for the Simpsons. That doesn't surprise me all that much. Um, Sean, uh, also just... That could be where we're heading. Imagine that. Imagine we got to write for the Simpsons. If they offered you that job, would you take it up? No, of course I would. How fucking great would that be? Yeah. Yeah, you've made. Yeah. Like... Because even if you don't do well, you get a job writing for someone else. Yeah. Because you say, I wrote, I wrote for, the for The Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Welcome aboard. Yeah. Um, he, uh, Sean also wanted to mention that recently on Drive to Work, that he noticed that there's a house that flies the boot flag. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's cool. uh, pretty cool. Um, so, uh, Dando and I bashed our heads together. and Two minutes before we started recording. Yeah. And the quick <laughs> synopsis that we've come up with is that Burns is out and about one day and they, I don't know, they're in need of whatever. They with pull, Smithers. With Smithers. They pull into the Quickie Mart. Burns, late, at, late at night. Burns has obviously never set foot in the Quickie Mart in his life. He wanders in and sees the prices of, and the insane price gouging that Apu is charging and realises that there's this market that he'd never thought of. He's like, what do you mean you can make $6.50 off a can of tuna? So... There's no competition. No. That's, that's, that can exactly. be a saying. There's no competition. There's no Cut competition. to. Cut to. The next day, Burns starts up his own convenience store. Um... But rather than, like, Burns and Apu are in direct competition now, but rather than driving prices down to benefit the consumer, they keep driving prices up. 
Apu is charging $7 for a hot dog, so Mr. Burns charges $7.50 for a hot dog. Apu sees that he's earning 50 cents more per hot dog, and he How starts charging he? $8. It goes up and up and up and escalates and turns eventually into a point where the town is a dystopian mess where no one can afford to buy food. Things happen at the end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> end episode. Act one complete. <laughs> <laughs> exposition, exposition, resolution, callback, end. <laughs> That's hell. Song and dance somewhere in between there. Yeah. <laughs> Reference to Hank Scorpio and a rake. Anyway. That's that, it for the mailbag this pitch. week. That's it for the mailbag this week. Thanks for listening to our review of Two Dozen and One Greyhounds. Hope you enjoyed it. Please mm. don't forget to rate and review us in the iTunes yeah. store. The more reviews, the better. Also, follow us on Twitter at Four Finger Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Four Finger Discount. Obviously, I think if you've listened to this, you probably already do. Follow us on Facebook. Mitch, should we tell them about the book? They already know about the book. Homer's Odyssey, it's available now it everywhere. Well, but now is the peak time for it. Yeah. It's Christmas gift season, guys. We're in the Dimmick's fucking Christmas guide. We are, indeed. Um, so and if you're an American listener, you can get at the book depository. Exactly. They'll send it to you. So if you want this book for Christmas, tell someone. If you know someone who loves The Simpsons and you think they'd like the book for Christmas, buy it for him. If you get someone in the, the work, Chris Kringle, and you're like, shit, we spoke about The Simpsons that one time four and a half years ago, buy them this book. Yes. No one's going to be unhappy with The Simpsons book. It's, uh, exactly. Everyone loves The Simpsons. Exactly. Now, my problem with commentary. Okay. Do you want to say one more couple more jokes before we go? I'll get to the jokes. I'll cool. get to the jokes as well. So, bad commentary. So, so you can follow on Crick Info, which uh, like you know people will do ball by ball commentary. So if you're not watching the game, you can get it. It was more boring than watching exactly. cricket. So back <laughs> back when this first started, it was very dry. Okay, it would be you know um, broad to Smith, full ball pitched outside off stump. Smith um, forward defensive added into the covers, no run. Simple, you understand what's going on. Here is what I read literally as we started recording. Anderson to Bancroft. Oh, got him this time. Another juicy in and out burger. Perfect new ball delivery and Bancroft again has a little feel for it and just a scrape of the outside edge through to Bairstow and this time there's no doubt about the result. England amongst them. What the fuck happened? (laughs) (laughs) Who's playing? (laughs) What what sport is this? How did he get out? It's Blurn's ball. Where the fuck's Bearstow? <laughs> Who is Bearstow? I'm thinking of the Geelong player from the 1990s. <laughs> I mean, a, a juicy in and out burger. That's an American chain. We're yeah. talking about cricket. Exactly. <laughs> no one knows what that means. <laughs> if, you, if you've been in and out burger, you've never watched cricket. If you love cricket, you've never seen no, in and out burger. You don't exist. My God. He's just jealous. He wants a book. He's just lost his mind. The guy's gotten <laughs> drunk. He's lost his fragile little mind. <laughs> Wouldn't you lose your mind if you had to sit down and write about cricket all day? Uh, no, ball I'd, by ball. I'd be paid to watch that. It'd be easy. Ball by ball. Yeah, I'd handle that. As, as your job. If your job was sit down and watch sport, type what happens. Yeah. Amazing. You, but you'd have to do that to, to keep your, your sanity though, would you not? Um, this, maybe, guy, this guy maybe is that's clearly is. is taking the piss. I you don't know, know if he is. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> Uh, I just thought of another Simpsons uh, pitch idea, by the way, mm-hmm. and it's just that I haven't filled in much of the details. But Bart becomes obsessed in collecting things, so like the um, pop vinyls and that sort of stuff. So not that because you'd have to pay royalties, but Bart's collecting something. And there's one thing that he doesn't have in the set that he's desperately trying to chase it down. But he's also trying to keep his like nerdy obsession a secret from everyone else. Okay. And then it transpires that Nelson is actually the person in town that holds the elusive item that mm-hmm. Bart needs to complete his set. And, and the, that one only? Or and he has- Bart also has something that Nelson wants, but the two are like trying to fill each other out without actually revealing to each other that they're both into this nerdy thing. Yeah. Um, Alf Pog? <laughs> yeah, whatever you want it to be. <laughs> A MacGuffin of some kind. Uh, okay, jokes. I lost my job at the bank on my very first day. A woman asked me to check her balance, so I pushed her over. 
<laughs> Actually, that's a little bit sex. A, a person. A person asked me to check their balance. We don't need to be bringing in gender gender politics. Um, we have three minutes left on this recording time, by the way, so take it away. Okay. Did you hear that a prisoner was told he'd be executed today? I didn't know. Needless to say, he was shocked. <laughs> Why did the coffee file a police report? Because it was mugged. <laughs> I'm looking like just, just keep just keep going. I'm looking to laugh at everyone. <laughs> uh, what did the boy? Oh, no, um, two men were talking. No, that's sexist. I'm not doing that. I'm trying to avoid sexist things. How do Mexicans feel about Trump's wall? They'll get over it. If Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are in a boat and a capsizes, who survives? America. <laughs> what does a Mexican Highlander say? There can only be one. <laughs> I look. I went for a jo- this is a very Simpsons-esque uh, line. I went for a job interview today, and the manager said, "We're looking for someone who's responsible." I'm your man. I replied in my last job. Whenever something went wrong, they always said, "I'm responsible." I feel like that's a Homer quote. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every person that found me unattractive, they would eventually find me attractive. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? A stick. I tried to sue the airport for misplacing my luggage. I lost my case. Are you happy right now? You look happy. <laughs> I, it, it's hard to read these and, and um, filter out the ones that are just like outright awful. Um, an old man goes to the doctor. The doctor says the test results are back. And I'm sad to say that you have Crohn's disease and short-term memory loss. The man says, Whew, at least it's not Crohn's disease. Should we end on that note? Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our review of 2001 Greyhounds. Let us know what you thought of the review and what you think of the show. 2001 awful jokes. What you think of the book. Just everything. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au and send in what episode you'd like us to watch or episodes whilst playing the Simpsons game. And we'll do it. Should we do it exclusively for Patreon? Should we do it live on Facebook? whatever. Wrap it up. We're we're running out of time. (laughs) I'm getting nervous. Please rate and review us on the iTunes store and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? But like we're we're so close to the end. I feel like we're going to run out of time. What happens if I... Shh.